We're about to light up season three of Drifter's Sympathy on Feral Audio. Episode one is called Dawn of Individuation, which rolls the clock back to right when you decide who you want to be and the kinds of early decisions that, for better or worse, completely mold the rest of the shape of your life. Episode two is going to be called Loner Legends, sort of an attempt to define who the underdog really is and their role in history and culture and art. Season three drops on October 23rd. This is Emil Amos. Check out Drifter Sympathy on feralaudio.com. Please be my girlfriend. Uh, that's a new song I wrote. It's a remix. I am David Harris. I'm Roman Presnell. And we're today, we have Jessica Lowe on the program. Jessica. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Um, not much. Um, please be my boyfriend. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. She's taking the reins. <laughs> Dustin's on her side now. The show has switched. The logo changed. Oh, my God. How did I'm this on happen? board, though. We're guests. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the life of a guest. This is kind of easier now uh-huh. that I'm a guest. Paradigm shift. <laughs> I like saying paradigm shift. I'm going to say. <laughs> it's good to be here on your show. Yeah, it's great to be here, Thank Jessica. Thank you for being here and not wearing sleeves, either of you. Oh, man. That's we were just worst. talking about this before we started. Sleeves are the worst. <laughs> sleeves are for uptight businessmen and yeah. amateurs. Yeah. And also. <laughs> I'll tell you who doesn't wear sleeves a lot are people in L.A. in 2012 (laughs) without, like, full-time jobs. And let me tell you, you don't have to be, like, a stud. It's just like everybody just goes sleeveless. It's, like, totally acceptable. And also a lot of people at Gold's Gym. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people go oh, to yeah. gym, but I man, I do love just like anybody going sleeveless, especially like a bigger guy mm-hmm. just rocking the sleeveless. I love that. I'm always kicking those sleeves, man. I just don't. I hate it. It's like constraining. I get it. And like something like when you move your arms and like you just get that tightness in there with that sleeve. Shoulders. And what's it doing really? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. That you get a dumb tan because of it. Yeah, every time you well, get. Now you're going to have a very distinctive tan because your sleeves are always stopping at shoulder level. Yeah? I yeah, prefer oh, yeah, look at awesome that. tan. You weren't wearing sleeves yesterday, and you were playing a lot of basketball. <laughs> I should introduce Jessica and our relationship, how we know each other. Jessica and I just finished working on a commercial. But we met. Long ago. Long ago. Four years ago Good at a point. party in, the, in a backyard with a ping pong table, is all I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh I was discussing my favorite song at the time. Leona Lewis's <laughs> Bleeding Love. Is that it? Bleeding Heart? Yeah, bleeding bleeding love. love. I don't know the words. Keep bleeding. Keep bleeding. That one. I mean, it's a, great, it's a great tune. This is the first time I've ever known what any of the words are in that song. You just yeah. know the, it always just, the yeah. notes. It's the notes are noise. what's important. And it's, enjoy. Uh-huh. Yeah. it's not about a girl getting her period, if you're mm. wondering... It's not. Did I ruin the show? Do we have to Paradigm shift. I only, I only started wondering that. Is it? <laughs> Once I, I said it. I didn't wonder it until you told me it wasn't. Yeah. 
for that one second you hear the words. <laughs> but we, you know, we just finished working on a commercial and you just came back basically from, well, first a cruise. You yeah. did a cruise where you did short form and musical improv, is that right? No, short form and sketch comedy Ooh, with nice. Second City, which is based in Chicago. Right, right, right. And um, I've known a lot of like improvisers out here who've worked with that or done like stuff like that. Yeah, it was super fun. And like you would just do dumb improv, like bottom of the barrel improv. <laughs> oh, like low brow? Yeah. Like just appeal to, yeah, what's it like? So what, where did, first of all, where were you cruising? I cruised, um, we docked in Manhattan mm. and we had two different itineraries. One was to the Bahamas and the other was to the Caribbean. Wow. Fun. Yeah, Sweet. the Caribbean is the bomb.com. My favorite island is St. Thomas. <laughs> if you go to thebomb.com, it takes <laughs> yeah, it you to the, redirects you to the tourism to industry of St. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so, cool. So, like, tell me about that a little bit about like playing to a cruise ship audience and doing short form uh, and what that's like. Yeah, tell me about that. Well, we would do our sketch comedy, um, for, which is a 45 minute set on Tuesday nights on the Port Canaveral night. And these guys are sunburned. It's their first time <laughs> off the cruise since they got on. And it's a 1,200 seat theater. Whoa! In a boat? Yeah. It's, it's, it's gonna be huge. So hot in there. Huge. Oh, in the, huge theater. Um, and then we would do uh, a, a murder mystery. Cool. Um, like a like a lunch dinner like, theater. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, that was partially improvised. And then we would do two short form improv shows yep. which were about 30 minutes long and we would do a kids show and an adult show and kids show is like you can't even be PG you have to be G yeah. and I have a filthy mouth and so <laughs> yeah. I was just constantly in my head and I was mostly just playing animals not just kidding um <laughs> But the adult show, I really went for it because our because our director um, was like, I want at least one letter written to us by Norwegian Cruise Lines. <sighs> I'm not gonna say who the director was, <laughs> so that I know you guys are trying a little bit to push it. <laughs> because I need one write up. Some somebody needs to be hung over at a show, <laughs> caught doing coke beforehand. No, that they have a strict strict no drugs policy. No, but they we do want you to push it. Yeah, we want to push it. So do you went into uh, like anti-Islamic material? Yeah, just straight there, <laughs> straight there. No, what? Yeah. So did you get written up? Like, did you do something no, offensive? No, we never did. We never did anything offensive. Great story, Jessica. Oh my God, I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love that idea. I mean, what would you say? I'm, so, like, have you ever like? I, actually, I'm kind of curious. I want to do this thing where, like, you start one of the sketches that you know, if you still remember. Yeah. And Roman and I just try our best to fulfill <laughs> yeah. the artistic vision of the sketch, even though we don't know what it is. Okay, so this is, oh, we'll do, these are, they have a couple of um, boat-themed sketches. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so this one, um, should I just, uh, I'll just You just do, do, do your voice. lines, do the voice. yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Yin and Yang Beauty Sun Spa and Salon. My name is Svetlana. Please take seat. Wow, we got this group on. We're really excited to come to this. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm a boatswain. <laughs> yeah, he's a boxswain. That means he is a... It's a boat job. Yeah, and I'm a deckhand. It's a boat job. But we're glad to get our nails done, Svetlana. Yeah, Svetlana, thank you. What else can we expect? Please relax your neck. Of course. Mm -hmm. oh, there we go. Nice okay, mm. Lucy Goosey, here we go. And the one, and the two, and the three. Ow! Holy shit, Svetlana! Uh, My tendon! 
Let's take those cyanide capsules. We always <laughs> promised ourselves that we'd take if this ever happened. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> It was spot on, guys. Spot on. Spot on. It was a fifty-second dark one act <laughs> about a suicide pact for that some these reason. two boatmates had. Okay, what, what about I what really about? I wanted to shoehorn the boatness of it yeah, all in I there. Loved just that. So <laughs> I liked it. The square peg round hole. That was my favorite scene I've ever been in. <laughs> heard about. It's my favorite play. Award winning. It definitely doesn't go the direction you expected to. No, or use what? any of the specificity of the yin and yang. <laughs> Do you know what I'm uh, really curious about, by mm-hmm. the way, is uh, this improv for children. Because I feel like children, first of all, don't even have the, the capacity to really appreciate Im- the idea of improv. Like when they go see a play, <laughs> or any kind of children's theater, they don't give a shit about any of the work that went into it, or like who built it. Like they don't, they barely understand that it's like fiction. Yeah, like they just yeah, you know, yeah. Uh-huh. So to me, the idea of doing improv for children is so funny. Yeah, like, I feel like they're just like. It, it's completely indistinguishable for them from like theater. Uh, it's or lost on They're them. just like, yeah. They like the interactive more, be part. Be a cow of it. now. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, the improv I've done for kids, uh, like young kids, is like you have to be so simple. It has to be like the most simple choices. Like you see a scene where a farmer feeds his hens, and that's the scene. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But that's you know, it's like I'm feeding them now. Clock clock. I bet and they the audience, love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like they get it. It made I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just a, now I liked sounded it. Sounded like a oh. great scene. Yeah, it? that was really good. I would have watched that. Uh, yeah, um, no, improv for kids or, or kids who do improv sometimes. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you have to have these experiences to, to like be relatable and like collected right. on stage sometimes. And most of the time, like if you don't have enough of that, it's weird to, to, to do kids. To yeah, do I imagine improv. that. Yeah. Imagine, like, kids doing improv is really a funny idea, too. Yeah. About them not being able to be relatable. Just a, a limited pool of, yeah. I, you know, things they relate to. Remember when I shit myself on the bus? <laughs> the audience is like, nah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, man, pencil sharpeners, huh? <laughs> I wanna, you know what would be great is to see, like, a four-year-old stand-up comedian totally. somehow he was like a virtuoso like uh-huh. he understood like all the like details but it was just his material that was so funny because he's so young yeah <laughs> it would be so Got like he's actually formula. really talented yeah you know how sometimes you're sitting in a theater and it's so loud <laughs> it's like, it's like, anybody else here scared of fireworks <laughs> I can hate fireworks who came up with that idea like, you're like, I know it's good for me, but do I have to eat it? <laughs> Who made broccoli? Where the fuck are you? Anybody in here? You ever got, gone down to McDonald's, you open your Happy Meal to get the girl's toy? <laughs> I mean, how hard is it to put the right toy in a box? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this kid's good. He's good. He's going places. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know how to talk to girls without pinching them or throwing a block at their head. <laughs> I don't even know why I want to talk to them. <laughs> I know I do. What's the deal with that? <laughs> Who here hasn't started masturbating yet? Like me. <laughs> You know how your two berries by your penis are always itchy? <laughs> Tremendous insight, Jessica. How did you know that? Were you a boy at one time? Um, no, I'm, I'm an older brother, and, and I grew up on a cul-de-sac with all boys. Cool. Every, it was all boys. Oh, wow. I was the reverse. I had all sisters for a long, long time. Yeah. And what happened to them? Well, I, I ended up getting a brother. <laughs> no. But I was 21 years old when I got a brother, so it wasn't the same. Holy moly. I always Roman, wanted one. Do you think that, I think that your, uh, all the female relationships you have in your family make you a better person, more sensitive, more understanding of females in general? I was definitely, like, raised, uh, like, mostly by women. Like, the men in my family are always just like, whatever, like, just, like, took <laughs> off. Like, we had my dad on last week, and he just very, you know, made it pretty clear. He was just, like, all over the place when I was a kid and stuff like that, so... But, yeah, I would totally agree with that. It gave me, like, a lot more perspective. But there are some negatives to it. Like, oh, really? I feel like, because when you're raised by women, they want to be like, well, we've got the inside track on how to talk to girls because we're women. But they don't teach you what women, like, actually want. They teach you, like, this ideal. Uh -huh. So, like... It's only uh, men that can teach you, like, the true right, you're, awesome you're moves. You're so right. Like, you're so right. Sometimes girls will say something yeah, that's they're an like, ideal. Yeah, they're like, you need to be sweet. A girl likes a guy that's behaving sweet and this and that. Oh, and they and set you up. Hate they set that. You up girls you hate up for that. Girls Because uh -huh. they want you to, you know, they're like these girls that are raising you. So they want you to be this, like, perfect uh -huh. fucking gentleman. They want Dylan McDermott to play me in my, like, movie of my life. Like, what they don't, ridiculous. What they're not telling you is that will prevent you from, like... Yeah, Completely happiness up and having happy fun times. Yeah, so I had to like just sort of like seek out like my father and my uncle, like these like <laughs> wise men like up in the hills and like try to find like the information that I needed because I was like, this pulling out chairs and opening door shit ain't getting me anywhere. <laughs> like this has been a disaster. I don't know what you're talking mm -hmm. about, man. <laughs> don't don't open a girl. I mean, <laughs> a door for a girl. I was in a summer camp, and I just got it in my mind that that's what you do. You like open the door. Yeah. And I started doing it, and it got really weird. There's this blonde girl in one of my classes uh, at the summer camp. <laughs> I kept opening the door for, for her, and she kept on smiling. But by the end, I could tell like it was creepy. Were you only out. opening the door for her, and no, but and then like, shutting it immediately? People? The like the girl behind her. <laughs> Yes, I was shutting it, and I was locking it, and vaulting it, and putting a, like, a passcode on it, and then I was I set off like a smoke bomb, and I was like, beat it! Just me and her. Although, that would signal that you're pursuing her, and girls like to be pursued. Girls like to be pursued, that's true. Everybody likes to be pursued. Mm -hmm. Except do? criminals. Yes, I think so. I think, I think everybody likes to be pursued by somebody they want to be pursued yeah, by. Yeah, totally. And they want to be pursued by someone who's not pursuing everybody. 
Ongelofelijk. Ongelofelijk. Um, I've been giving him um, shitty Dutch lessons. Oh, yeah? Jessica, before this uh, cruise ship, <laughs> you did Boom Chicago for a couple years. Yes, I did. I did it for about two and a half years. And we know folks in Boom Chicago, we know Jim Woods. Shout out to Jimmy Woods. Jimmy Woods. I Compton, love Long guy. Beach, Jimmy Woods. And, <laughs> and uh, Drew DeFonzo Marks, who is also in Amsterdam, got, but coming back to L.A. Short, just pretty soon. Is in in October, I believe. Oh, okay. Coming back like for good? Uh, I believe coming back for good. Cool. But like we've known so many folks uh, to come from, from Boom or be involved with Boom uh, and do improv. And, and, and so, yeah, you went to Amsterdam. Yeah, it was the best experience ever. Um, I loved it. I was doing shows like six times a week. Um, for international audiences and I'd never been to Europe before they moved me out there for the job and now I've been to I think nine countries cool you'd never been at all no then? That's I, I couldn't afford that sweet shit. Deal. Yeah. Um, and then I would go on corporate gigs and then do shows for like drunk German consultants <laughs> and then just like stay an extra night in Dusseldorf did they, did they love the shows or <laughs> yeah. they just like, it depends it's, it super depends um, <laughs> and it depends on the scripts that are written and, and it, yeah cause we uh, you try to use the language of the company or whatever. Um, and sometimes we were like a huge hit. And sometimes we'd be like, we need to get our stuff out and of the room and fucking. We didn't it. like <laughs> the jokes you were making. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Yeah, it was super fun. And I mean, it's so cool because you get, you know, it's a it's a good job. I mean, you go out there and you're getting paid to yeah. live out there. Yeah. And, do, and travel all around. And you're basically a rock star. Um... I, I, yeah, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. A lot of the guys are like super rock stars because when Jim Woods talks, these, well, Jim Woods, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of chuckle fuckers in the audience and they haven't been, I they haven't been that. exposed oh, wait, to, let's hear, what is this term? What is what chuckle is, fuckers? I mean, you guys both have had a chuckle fucker in your lifetime. What is a chuckle is it fucker? It's someone who's so room? aroused by seeing you do something uh, on stage, like funny, that you just made up, that they just want to bang you. If uh, that wasn't a thing, I would never have sex, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I just never knew there was a term for it. Oh, man. Uh, so okay, so they've yeah, got but these girls, fans. Yeah, like girls, like a female comedian can't like. I don't. I just think it's a different scenario because you don't. You don't imagine a guy being like Ted. <laughs> She just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get my dick wet. Yeah, yeah, no, but it would be like, it would be like, hey, Jan, hoi, Junge. Unkavishali. <laughs> That's an inhale like a Maisha. I shouldn't do, do my kuma. <laughs> <laughs> she, she told me to, like the way to speak Dutch is to just like have an intent in your mind and then basically just like and then do just what those like preachers do. You you speak you, know, you speak in tongues. Yeah. Just keep the intent there. <laughs> Come in. I love the idea of a language that would actually be based that way. It's purely intent. It's purely intent. And, and it's just and let your tongue do whatever. to go into it. Yeah. <laughs> But um, like Jim Woods, his favorite expression in Dutch is "Where's the cat?" Because it sounds. <laughs> Where's the poos? Exactly. <laughs> Where's the poos? And then where's the cat now? Is Where's the poos new? 
and he and Susie Barrett had to take Intro to Dutch together, and um, <laughs> they got in trouble. They got in trouble. Oh, also, um, it's like a bad cop movie, like when a judge is like, "Did you teach a lesson?" You, yeah. Also, you're gonna learn some sensitivity towards Dutch <laughs> oh my culture. God. Write it up. <laughs> um. Who is the most famous uh, Bears coach? Ditka. Ditka. That was her last. That was her name. That's a Dutch name, and her name was Ditka. And so their 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 Dutch instructor with these two guys who met in Chicago was <laughs> Ditka. And That's she was like, awesome. she was like, "Vars de poos, vars de poos, new. Oh, the zwarte poos. The zwarte poos. That's the black cat." <laughs> the Svartapus. Varstapus. Varstapus new. <laughs> I think there are people from the the Midwest that speak that language. Yeah. Vars- yeah especially the new. <laughs> new. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Varstapus. One thing that's weird I've noticed out here, at least for me, and it might even just be coincidental. But I've met so many people when I meet them out here. I'm like, where are you from originally? And they're like, oh, Wisconsin. I've met so many Wisconsin people out here. Mm, Dustin's and, a Wisconsin yeah, totally. person. My dad's one of the Wisconsin. things that made me think about. It. See, Get my ass. parents met and fell in love at the University of Madison, Wisconsin Madison. Oh, that's nice. And they're all from the same like area too. Like it's even weirder. It's like more specific than that. Milwaukee, Madison. I'm from Madison. Oh yeah. See, I, I haven't noticed that. Yeah, it's happened to me a lot. Like it may just be like a total cosmic coincidence, but. It seems like every time I meet somebody, that's what happens. Like, oh, Wisconsin. How many New Mexicans do you know? I know zero New now Mexicans. Now you know one. Yeah? Yeah. Now you know one. I hope this starts a new trend in New just Mexico. A, just a shit everybody. ton of New Mexicans. They have to flee because Breaking Bad is ruining our rep. Right. Yeah, you just do meth. That's the only yeah, thing they know about Oh, you. oh. Whenever, where are you from? New Mexico? Oh, Breaking Bad. Seriously, it's the number one response I get. Well, that's yeah. good. I mean, at least it's a show. You know, at least it's good. You know, a great show. Yeah. Breaking Bad. I mean, it'd be different if they were like, oh, do you kill uh, Mexican drug lords and cook <laughs> chemicals in your bathtub? Matt Jones did. Um, did Matt boom. Jones is a boom. Uh, so Matt we, Jones is one of the uh, one of Jesse Pinkman's friends. Yeah. On, he talks like he's in a trash can. Oh, he's like, <laughs> got this super like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it right. Apparently, <laughs> Boom ruined his voice. Boom? He could never hear himself in the monitor, so he's always screaming. That's what I heard. Before That's just lore. Boom, he had a... That is, that is uh, Matt Jones' lore. Unbelievable. Wait, t- okay. Please Be My Girlfriend is a relationship show. Oh. We talk about... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, you knew that. It's called Please Be My Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we, um, we want to hear about relationship advice or times when you've been in a relationship. Anything that you can dish out to us. Because that's one of the main things we try to get out Completely. of our guests to, you know, to understand relationships and girls better. Okay, I think the number one thing that girls look for is a sense of humor. So number you guys, one. yeah, you guys na- nailed it, nailed it. Cash registers open. Um, confidence is a <laughs> sh- cash registers open. Um, confidence is another thing. Yeah. Um, you can't be a wussy. Um, I, I love that, that word. Yeah, this is this mm-hmm. is the advice. That's we like my nice guys need to start the race. Yeah. Exactly. That's where it's at. And um, I started reading, what is, it's not the secret, what is it called? The the uh, method? Whatever. The game. The game. I you was read the game. Well, my 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 friend was reading the game and I was like, let me give you that fucking book. And some of the things were absolutely right. And I realized I had been 
I had been like putty in a guy's hand. You had been gamed? Yeah, I had been gamed. Post game. He, he was peacocking. He was wearing this like stupid long coat. <clears throat> the coat like, was his peacock move? fucking coat with like a bunch of patches on it. And I was like, I was like mad at him for wearing it. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta talk to this guy. Uh-huh. This is Figure stupid. it out. Yeah. yeah. Did you read this no. book? Afterwards. And then he said, he was, he was like this gigantic um, Dutch guy. And he was like, he was like, um, you're so small. Uh, you should. You're like a mouse. I was like, but it was it was a compliment. But he phrased it like an insult, uh-huh. and I like that. So insult a girl in a complimentary fashion. <laughs> this is great. I actually a girl in an do that a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's a, it, mm-hmm. you know you don't want to give the weight sometimes of a full compliment to somebody that's like yeah. totally genuine. And by kind of being jokey about it, it makes them not yeah, have to react completely. in a weird way. Yeah. Did uh now is that the book that that uh. VH1 guy wrote the pickup artist. Show. The pickup artist. Yeah. yeah, I remember when this show came out. Everybody, we were all like, "This is ridiculous." And then I ended up watching like we watched. I want to say like there was like four on one night, and so I thought it was going to be this guy and all these like being like, "And then pull this sick move, huh?" And all this guy, <laughs> he said, it looks like that. <laughs> pull this sick move. <laughs> I thought he was going to be just such a dickhole. He spent the whole episode like trying to make this like one dude feel better about himself, and then like just all he was doing was Building making these people like feel like they were worthy of deserving to be happy. Oh. And I was like, I love this guy. Like, I really. He just looks like a douchebag. He has some weird name for himself, and he was wearing like. Furry yeah, hats. Mystery. And sh- yeah, mystery. Like, everything about this dude's a dickhead until yeah. you see him in action. And then yeah, it's like... like a Batman evil villain. Yeah, it's, he was like a Batman villain. It, yeah. Completely. And Batman probably would have killed him before he ever found out the guy had like a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just been too late. Punched him to death. Yeah. <laughs> I should also mention, by the way, that I am on a mission to... Not in any way touch my beard until about September. I want to say it's going to be like the 14th around then. <laughs> Why? 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 Look how, I just wanted to do it. Yeah, man. It's but look so... how like rugged it is already. It's like in like very rugged. New, like new hobo is what new it's hobo? at. Yeah. Um, like guy that's just landed on the street and is getting started into his hobo <laughs> career. <laughs> and he meets like his he mentor yeah. hobo. Now the first few weeks are going to be new hobo. <laughs> Feel like a honeymoon. You'll have all the new feelings. It'll be exciting. Hard to be thumping butterflies in your stomach. <laughs> yeah. And just, you got to ride it out. <laughs> He's only ridden in like Stay two or it. three boxcars. Yeah. You've only had a couple a boxcar you only had a couple of times where you ate a Reuben outside of a, a trash can. First, you got a lot to look forward to, son. Now, I want you to know it's not going to get easier, but that's the point. <laughs> It'll get harder. Harder and harder. And then the money will come. From what, hobo? From the people who feel so sympathetic. Yeah. Oh. Don't you have any money, little girl? Um, thank you for that insult. Uh, I'm going to say, I have a quarter for both of you hobos. He looks more like a hobo than... Come, come give it to me real close so I can try to kidnap you. No. You you completely laid out your plan. I don't know why. (laughs) I feel like hobos are the only people in the world. I really feel this way too. I've never thought about this till just now. 
But if a beautiful girl walked by a hobo, they would prefer to have like a dollar from her instead of to like sleep with her. Yeah. I think a hobo would definitely <laughs> be like, like, I smell terrible. I'm self-conscious right now. I don't want to sleep with you. Get you all dirty. <laughs> Give me a dollar. <laughs> I'd rather have a dollar. And honestly, I just want to get one dollar's worth of drunk. And then hobos are probably like the hardest person for a girl to hook up with. Because a hobo's never interested. Nobody's ever discovered this because uh-huh. a girl's never wanted, wanted to get with a hobo. Right, right. But if by some, I don't know, Grimm's fairy tale style meeting of two different worlds or ever together. It could be an together. apocalyptic, like, end of the world scenario where he's the only remaining source of semen. This is a great uh, romantic comedy that idea, I think. That is the most beautiful romantic comedy. The beauty and the horrible hobo. I- <laughs> the beauty and the horrible hobo. <laughs> Oh my god, with that we need to take a break. We're going to take a break, guys. We'll be back. Guys, we're we're so excited about Please Be My Girlfriend. So excited. And we're going to start bringing you videos. That's right. Visual content, video, and sound. It's a two-pronged attack. Um, videos are free, right, Roman? They're free to make. They're f- <laughs> they don't cost... <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! You're steaming! Steam came off your head. That's right, because videos are not free to shoot. They take some money. A little bit. So we want your help. We want you to help us finance our our next video shoot. Uh, And uh, so if you can donate towards that, just put in the comments that this is for the video. Uh, You can even put in the code phrase, Big Fast Roach. And uh, phrase, big fast roach. We'll give you a shout out on the next podcast. Thanks for helping us make our videos a reality. Thanks so much, guys, and thanks for listening. Well, Jerry, we put in ads in between. Oh, do you sing them? No. Oh, it's real ads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super. I, I'm very unprofessional. I <laughs> we just put in a bunch of false ads. We should just do <laughs> make ads fake, for yeah. companies. Hand like chow, hand home chow. What's your hand? <laughs> you made a product that is food for your hands? Is it like a lotion or is it literally a food that you force your hand to eat? Hand chow. Hand. Hang chow. What's the what's that? I don't this doesn't mean anything more to me. She is for those of you listening, she is clucking her arms like a chicken and she's oh. like, "Hang chow, see? Don't you get it now?" And I'm like, "No." Like cluck cluck. Well, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat this hand chow. <laughs> oh, hand chow. Are you were you born on a farm? farm? Yes, so nope. Nope. I'm you know what girl. hen chow weird. <laughs> And I heard hand chow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I was like, hand oh, chow, really? too, and I you loved did? it. Good. Yeah. Well. Oh, I'm fuck- I should have gone with that. Yeah, just roll with yeah, it. Yeah, just roll with that hand chow. <laughs> hand I chow do like fun. the idea of feeding hens chow. That's not a word <laughs> yeah, I would it's use. Wet. Yeah. It's like yeah. seed, isn't it? Like, it's just what a hen eats. Yeah, but it's, it's wet seeds. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> What's chum? Is chum the stuff you throw chum into the fish. ocean? Yeah. Yeah. Let's feed these hens like some animals. chum. Fish parts that other fish eat. Oh, jeez Louise. <laughs> smells terrible. Yeah. Speaking of things that smell terrible. Hey, guys. It's mm-hmm. me, Jessica Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're spending some time with some hobos? <laughs> yeah, I just met one. <laughs> he wanted to fuck me and not give me a dollar. What and not give you a dollar? Yeah, that's typical. I could see that. Uh huh. I also, I typically want to have sex with people and not give them a dollar. That's not like an uncommon response. I think. Yeah, it's more of a mythic rare response. I talked him into it. I said, "Hobo, 
I want you to have sex with me, and I don't want, and I'm not going to get, wait. Now I'm confused. You got it. Yeah, you're on. Hobo, don't get. And at this point, he just puts a chloroform over your mouth, and you don't remember. But you had a dollar when you woke up. <laughs> oh man, he pays me. So you okay? You when you were in Amsterdam, you had uh, you you were in a relationship or, or yes. at least one relationship. Yes. And so now you're back in the United States. What's that say? Um, well, I, I had a cruise ship boyfriend as well. Uh, yeah, a guy like in the cast or like another no. person on the ship involved oh, in something. I hope he never. You, yeah, you don't here's, have to say. Here's about this. Um, he was he was honestly the nicest guy Uh-oh. ever. Uh-oh. The nicest. He was a British bass player um, in the party band. And cool. um, we met in the duty-free shop. We were both looking at watches. <laughs> That's and, a great story. <laughs> I love the details. And, um, oh, it gets worse. And we were both looking at watches on the surface side of the counter, or on like opposite. And we looked at each other, and the guy, like the guy who was helping, he was like, "It was my first day on the cruise." Uh-huh. And he goes, "What sort of watches are you looking for?" And he was like, "Oh, we're not together." And he was like, "The the guy behind the counter was like, you look like you should be.'" And he walked away. We- and it was like hot. <laughs> 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 and then we met and then we I made we oh there's um crew parties so they lock off certain parts of the cruise during at certain times to reward their workers um with parties and like wine and beer and stuff cool. and it's just and locked off to the we, patrons yeah the patrons can't go in yeah um and then like firework started playing by Katy Perry and I was fucking shit faced and I was like damn it get over here and I made him kiss me on a Katy Perry's firework <laughs> and then we were just super happy ever since and cruise ship relationships last I mean no no, no. it's like it's super extreme uh-huh, because I mean super cruise. close quarters and you're, you're, you're in your own world of yeah, fantasy land yeah it's a, bu- it's a bubble it's right, a metal bubble right. and you see them all the time right. and like I've I haven't done it on a bunk bed in a long. And it was a bu- it was I bunk cannot beds. hear enough of these cruise yeah, ships. Yeah, this stories. is a great. I'm thank you for it. diving right into this. <laughs> so first of all, you weren't even involved. I won't say that's your relationship. That was that watch seller's relationship from the beginning. He did it. He's a he's a storyteller. He was like a puppeteer, and he was just enjoying yeah. the machinations. You know of what? Design. He only had he knew that you guys are only only going to be on that cruise ship for so long. He only had so much time. Yeah. To, be to happy. get no to get that guy in a situation where he would buy an expensive watch for you from that. Show. He bought it me this was all, watch. Did he, no he way. No way. He pulled it's it off. Game. He knew it. <laughs> He's just like, make it reality. You look like you should be. Holy I knew fucking it. shit, Roman. This, um, let's see this watch. Can you hold it up real quick? For those of you watching at it home. It is a watching. really awesome it's watch. It's a nice looking gold watch. It's Michael Kors. And that like guy it. made it work. Oh, my God. By, but, whoa. no, no, no. Looks like um, you should be by the, four months from now. Oh, my God. <laughs> by the time the end of the quarter, we're not need make to make commission. that fiscal mark. <laughs> yep. Did you guys know that the lust chemical is is released for the first three months of meeting someone? And then and never then, again. And then, and then it, it diminishes. The and that's why most relationships what? last about three and a half months. The lust chemical. That sounds like some kind of thing the Joker would invent. No, there's like there's like a pleasure a, pl- like a pleasure chemical shift. that's released in your in your brain that signals that you're sexually attracted to someone, Weird. and it's it's released most heavily for the first three months of knowing somebody. And then that's after that, good, you're and, just over it. Yeah. Kinda? So the yeah, guys need to know that as it's no different than the expiration date on a, mi- a gallon of milk. That's what you need to treat it as. Like, get, make sure <laughs> you get out by then. 
<laughs> well, not, it's not an exactly. I'm just saying <laughs> that's that's the date you need to be out by. That doesn't mean. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the saddest thing? No, this has happened to me so many times, and I'm just terrible in long-term relationships, I feel like, because after that three months, it's like, well, what's the... Yeah. Now you're not into me anymore. It's not exciting. It's not exciting. Now we have to deal with, I don't know, having an adult relationship? Yeah. (laughs) Who wants that? (laughs) I'm feeling jaded these days, guys. I love that. Starting to question things like... monogamous committed relationships (laughs) i don't think there's anything wrong with uh questioning those things especially with like i think it's actually important that we always are uh what's the word i'm looking for questioning those things and like just checking them out so that we like continue to like discover more and learn more about things you know relationships are just like any other type of science i think in a lot of ways Mm. and i think it's so bound by you remember you know years and years ago you couldn't study certain things because religion was such a major impact yeah culturally and it's like well you don't question you don't question whether the sun you know is the center of the solar system and i think kind of culture now like the culture of what relationships are supposed to be is doing is sort of that same thing we don't study a lot of things because you don't question it this is the way it is but the dutch people it's very common for them not to get married and Mm -hmm. they just do domestic partnerships yeah. Uh, yeah, and and it's called Samavonen. And it's Samavonen? Like, it's like living together. You get a tax credit if you sign this Samavonen contract. But I have an issue with that because you don't get the... Um, the romance of the of the marriage, and it's kind of wait, like... wait. What do you mean you don't get that? Like you don't get a wedding? Um, but you don't have a like a commitment, like yeah, ceremony where your friends are involved and your and your parents are. Inv- I just but I, you could. I kind you of could am throw a romantic a party. like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a marriage to me. You're describing this union that's recognized by a government in which you yeah. get a tax credit. Yeah. Isn't that a? Bit- but that yeah. Then why not fucking get married? But why not just erase marriage? Why not just say you get you can get together? Like why? Yeah, it sounds like because it's easier to undo a some yeah this some of it some of it then you can say like uh, you could say I'm no longer living with him instead of I'm divorced right right yeah I'm moving which is fun yeah, that's yeah. True. I mean, why make the promise if you can't fulfill it or if it's getting increasingly increasingly hard to do it. I mean, I feel like marriage is harder and harder to make that commitment to somebody because we live in such a global world. You can meet so many people. You're definitely going to change over the course of your life. You're obviously going to fall out of lust. But as you said, the lust chemical stops. Okay. I'm going to say this. Um, I still have faith in relationships because my dad, who is this super smart, sciencey guy um, who really doesn't emote at all. He's kind of like an emotional robot. Um, he, I had to interview him for a class and, um, it was, it was basically about adulthood and aging. And I asked him how his relationship with my mom has changed over the years. Uh And he said, um, it started with attraction and then we stayed together because we were committed and now I cherish her. So it's, it's changed. Right. The way he views her has changed. It was like a partnership when they were raising my brother and I, and now he just cherishes having someone to grow old with. And like they go on walks together, like every yeah, night that's they adorable. would. Yeah, they maybe would walk. I'll see it that way when I'm that age. Well, I mean, I was going to say that I completely agree with you. I'm an optimist, and I totally still have faith in the idea of the monogamous, monogamous relationship. And for me, I don't even know why, because this is a true fact. There's not a single person in my entire family that is currently in their first marriage. 
Not a single one of them. Everybody is either on a marriage afterwards or just divorced. So I have no evidence of a successful <laughs> marriage <laughs> anywhere in my family. Yeah. yeah, there's everyone's just botched the first one. Uh-huh. Bad. I think you got to stay busy though Bad. too, and you have to still be an individual even when you're a twosome. Uh huh. You got to stay busy. Right. You got to stay busy. And you can't um, judge spend me too for... much time. <laughs> and then if <laughs> if someone's pissing you off, like talk about it, but also like leave for a little Wait, bit. You got to spend time apart. Yeah. And you can't let each other get. That's fat. major. Yeah. Don't get. Is yeah. Don't don't just get lazy. Try. Don't get complacent and because because you're like you. man, Stop I got me. that steady puss, and I know one person loves me. <laughs> I'm getting it steady, so. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking eat this TV dinner and yeah, <laughs> and then this in TV. Love. <laughs> <laughs> in love, slow and steady loses the race. Mmm. Is that a tearaway you can calendar? Buy my book Is in it? one Barnes and Noble. <laughs> you're so right, though. That you, you talked about, or well, we talked about nice and uh uh-huh. Doesn't it's not even being in the yeah, race? Yeah, because if you ever heard that saying, "Nice guys finish last." Yeah, because I always think that's bullshit. Because nice guys don't even start the race. Oh, they don't. They don't finish at all. Yeah. So they have no room to whine. Like yeah, you have yeah. to let someone know that you're interested in them before you can't just sit there and be like, "Well, I love Tanya, but she doesn't even notice me." It's like because you didn't say shit. You didn't do the pre-registration. You sent thirty-five dollars <laughs> to the Boston Marathon. You dumbass. That's hilarious. <laughs> Is it 35? Start the race, son. Come on, son. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Come on, son. So you're, are you a musician as well? Not really. Um, I can carry a tune, and I was in charge of the triangle. The one note <laughs> cool. at the end of our folk song. Um, it yeah. goes like down. down, 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 down. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do that. So. When, uh, did you ever have those music classes in elementary school? And yeah. like they were first like sort of teaching you to explore the instruments. Yeah. And I was I remember being given a triangle, which is about the simplest uh-huh. yeah. concepts. Uh-huh. And I remember feeling like stressed out because I didn't know if I should like which side of it I should hit or if yeah. I should hit it from the inside or from the outside of the oh, triangle. Because yeah. I was like six years old, but I do still have this memory of like it's being really stressed out about yeah. playing the triangle because I wanted to play it the best I could. And no offense to percussionists out there, but what I'm about to say, <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. But <laughs> triangle. Just make sure it rings. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. I don't mean to to demean, trivialize, menialize your art. I would say there's no triangle players out there. They would say I'm a I'm a symphonic percussionist yeah <laughs> among I, I obviously know how to play the triangle but i know yeah. symbols vibraphone we um, can't use you we need a triangle player i went to see um a, a concert at the hollywood bowl mm-hmm. and the violinist did a super long solo and i asked him as a musician do you get solo boners <laughs> like you're like oh man this fucking sounds so fucking good right now and I told you, yes, the longer that you are soloing an instrument, the more blood is sent to your boner. Is that when you're performing the solo or hearing it or both? No, it's when you're performing, when you're performing definitely. Yeah. When you're on that side screen at the Hollywood Bowl, like, and you're really feeling it. 
<laughs> you probably felt it if those of you have been at home and played uh, Guitar Hero or something like that and you're doing oh, a solo. Yeah. Just like focus in and you'll notice that there's blood uh, going to your dick. I, I, uh, I'm pretty sure I got a boner the first time I heard Dimebag Daryl throw that solo down on Floods. Plus, I was a teenager, so I was probably more likely to just get a boner anyway. Like, I think it was just going, it was probably just coincidence. And Dimebag Daryl, rest in peace. Mm hmm. Indeed. So, hero. Jessica, what's next for you? What are you, what are you doing? What, what's going what on? What am I doing tonight? Yeah. You wanted to know, you wanted yeah. to know about that. <laughs> well, who are you dating? What's your dating life like? When- what, what are you doing, uh, you know, I am currently single. Uh, I we I had to break up with that lovely guy because he's going to be on a different cruise ship in Europe for seven <laughs> months, picking out watches for some other bitch. Um, he may he won't fall for it twice. He'll remember the next time that guy will be like, "You should be together," and he's like, "I'm on to your game." Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, sir. I'm not going to keep. Wait, he didn't sound like that, did he? What did, um, he was he's from Dorset, Dorset. near Weymouth. Snow Weymouth Radio. Like he said, he. <laughs> he sound. Oh, here's another thing. Um, girl, like girls love accents. Uh, you probably never heard this before. Um, <laughs> but I like specifically like dumb accents. So he sort of had more. He you say put dumb on, accents? Yeah, he had more of like a posh British accent. Oh, like put on. Cockney, like. So he was like, he was like, yeah, right, like that. When <laughs> and I like that because otherwise he would he would just it was like snooty. He was like blow. I've got the dumbest accent of them all. Yeah, I know. Do you want to be in love with me? That'd be just fine if you want to. (laughs) Oh! Little pickup lines in that thick. uh, In that thick. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have any like pickup lines. Just. I don't really know. What do I mean? What do you say? If I was talking to you for the first time. Yeah. I would be. Let me try. I'm gonna see what would happen. All right. I'm probably drunk. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I'd be wasted. Yeah. You do have, I did want to compliment your dress earlier, though, in all honesty, oh, aside thanks. from everything else. I did enjoy your dress. Yeah, nice looking dress. You came in and I was like, oh my God, I'm way underdressed today. <laughs> the dress is blowing me out of the water, man. I'm wearing a t-shirt with my own face on it <laughs> and no sleeves. <laughs> oh, man. And it says, do you know who I am? I'm Roman Presnell and every day is my birthday. Yep. Oh, man, that's amazing. That's That's true life. That's how I. That's how I live. Do you uh, roll? Do you uh, see that we're both wearing shorts, and that Roman yeah. is not wearing feet shoes? Yeah, fuck a shoe, man. I didn't yeah. see that. Where'd your shoes go? I don't know. I don't keep up with them really. They're laying around somewhere. I don't wear shoes most of the time. Oh, really? I'm not big on shoes and footwear. Yeah, never have been. Do you, uh, this isn't helping my mountain man stereotype at all right now. Well, I don't really care for shoes. Never, never took to them when I was wandering around out on the trail back I home. I figured shoes is kind of like insurance for your feet, and I never cared for insurance. Uh, hell, I figured it's just no damn scam. Somebody trying fine. to make a dollar off me. Just put some leather on my foot. I don't need that. I got my own skin. I don't need some animal skin put uh, on. No, no. No, Adam and Eve didn't wear the damn shoes. I, I bet you I Jesus had... didn't want to Tarzan around. didn't wear the damn shoes. Uh-uh, He's king he of the did. jungle. He had a beautiful wife. Lovely woman. Jane. <laughs> Jane's 
Yeah, Jim. lovely woman. She's fantastic, cultured. She just <laughs> proven Tarzan didn't need the kind of Tarzan didn't need. You know, he didn't need her to make sense. He didn't need that <laughs> fancy book learning to school. <laughs> Jane had made him. Are you gesturing? Uh, yeah. A poster. Look at this. <laughs> you know he didn't need any shoes. <laughs> I bet Tarzan never read the damn books. Didn't have to read the damn books in school about. That's a model. Tarzan's did fine. Tarzan did fine learning on his own, swinging from mm-hmm. vine to vine. That's how I do, by God. Tarzan didn't Learn need no shirt, no sleeves. He didn't need... All he needed was a hard day's work, lovely woman. And a he vine. didn't need pass no drug tests. Mm-hmm. Bananas. He, he didn't have vine. some, some company. Bananas. Yeah, banana. Nice dry place to Nanner sleep. Nanner and vine. That's all man needs. <laughs> That's dry what place he needs, Nanner and vine. Right there <laughs> under the canopy's probably a good spot. That's where I'd be. <laughs> Get up there, hop in tree, probably. Can't stay bet down on to... the floor of the forest. Mm-mm. You could become a, a, lunch a male, or some sort mm-hmm. of uh, creature, you know, gorilla some, or bear. Some sloth is gonna mm. slow poop on you. Are, are of... you f- fucking kidding me? <laughs> some sort of wampus cat run around. No sloth's thing? gonna take me, even if I am on the forest floor. Because a sloth <laughs> is about that's a disgrace. You got to be drunk as a skunk to get killed by a sloth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't worried about no godless sloth. I don't know how the hell them things even still sitting around. Sloth is just about. Sloth's damn bastard ain't got any use. Don't help nobody. Can't ain't no use to anybody. If you ever try to ask a sloth for a favor, you's about to get a world of weight. Yeah, Mm. if you're going to ask him to hold up so many fingers, it's going to take about five minutes. Who's got that kind of time, Luke, a sloth put fingers in your face? Get on with the sloth. (laughs) What you doing? You got molasses in your veins? Burning daylight, sloth. Come on. We got work to do. Sloth, why don't you come down me? I was about to go do some shoveling for the highway down there. Don't you ever ask a sloth that. <laughs> I mean, he'll try to go with you. Just take him to them to them long. I don't think Tarzan ever worked on the highway, though. He ain't got the... The gumption. Well, he, he, he can't take it out under that sun for that long. Because <laughs> you know he's under them trees. I think my my mamaw's kind of she can be a sloth sometimes. I think you know what I mean. Your mamaw is a sloth. I'm a sloth myself. There's days. That's probably why we hate him so much because we see so much of ourselves in him. <laughs> you know what? This is like a a story of two rednecks <laughs> that understand that learn cultural tolerance by accident. Yeah, true. You know the reason we hate sloths is because we I'm, see ourselves in them. I mean. You know, Herschel, I'm starting to draw a parallel here betwixt uh, this and other facets of our interesting lives. I'm starting to gain an insight uh, that I'd never seen before. I'm starting to feel an elevated sense of, uh, of insight and, and reflection. Yeah, a lot of them things I never understood in the past is starting mm. to make sense to me. By studying a spider baby monkey, mm-hmm. I realized a lot of the same shit I'd do is just throwing a tantrum just like that spider baby monkey. <laughs> throwing a tantrum, even as a grown man. Well, um, Jessica, we are about out of time, um, but we wanted to know if there's any like last parting words you wanted to say to our audience. We have a fantastic audience of listeners, so um, you can e- email me at my stupid new email, Loca <laughs> at gmail dot com. We've been talking about different registers for Gmail accounts. You 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 got Hesekita Loca. Yeah. At gmail.com, because I thought it would be easier for people to know how to spell that. <laughs> yeah, Hesekita, spell it out. It's I he, think H-E-S-E-S-E-I-Q-U-U-U-I-T-A-L-O-C-A. L-A. It's L-A. L-A-L-O-C-A. Loca. 
You still Spanish alphabet? A, B, C, D, E, You forgot Che, man. A, B, C, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, Q, V, V. Wait, you forgot Eric. I'm pretty sure we missed some. Because it's M, N, N, Y, L, E, J, O, P, Q, R, S, M, N, N, Y. I didn't say N, Y. L, N, N, Y, O, P, Q, R, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, S, T. <laughs> I have to tell this uh, Our Spanish teacher that we had We had this Spanish oh, teacher yeah, yeah. in high school By this guy who was fresh out of college or teaching school Or whatever <laughs> He wanted to be so influential and such a good heart But like just let people walk all over him And his idea of being the cool Spanish teacher On the first day is He's going to let everybody choose their own Spanish name Wow what a cool guy Wow I had Spanish class A teacher let us choose our own name So anyway he goes around the class He's like everybody can choose their name and it gets this one guy, Luke, who's just kind of like a dark kid, good sense of humor, and like, you know, but quiet, kept to himself. And he's like, Luke, what, you know, what do you want to be called? El Diablo. <laughs> okay. And he like, he, okay. And he like moved on to the next child. And I'm so, it, he had to stop and revert. I'm sorry. Look, I just can't get used to calling you the devil for the next <laughs> Semester, can you choose an? And he's like asking the student, which is the dumbest. If you are a teacher, oh never ask. Yeah, shit. you need to run that shit. That's, I mean, just all there is to it. If he says El Diablo, you just need to be like, get the fuck out of the car. <laughs> or just like, no, you're Simon. <laughs> Simon. Ramon. Anyway, we had some good times with that guy. He if just I remember correctly, Roman convinced him to quit teaching. <laughs> <laughs> Roman was According such an influential teacher. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were just like rampant like goons and hooligans all the time. The whole class just banded together because when you were that age, someone's letting you walk on them. You were going to wear mm -hmm. that mat out. You mm -hmm. know yeah. what I mean? Like you're going to walk all over it. And oh, we were all just like going nuts. No, why were you going to do that? Would you do that? You, I you would be, No, you wouldn't because you would be isolating yourself from the group of your peers. Oh, That's like man. one shark being like, let's not eat that yeah, whale. Totally. And they're all like, okay, let's shark. eat that whale and you. I don't know. I don't know if I, I think you, I, the you, mob mentality. Yeah, and you forgot how cool we all were, yeah, too. We were you so definitely, and, you would have been having a blast. Were you guys the cool guys? Yeah, In obviously, yeah. I was the speech and debate nerd. Uh, we, we will let you come along. It's yeah. fine. We would have made some room yeah, for right. you. This nerd. Would be a glee situation. <laughs> what does that mean? Glee like, situation. Like you guys would be pouring Slurpees in my face. Pouring them slowly. Hold his Akita down. Let's slowly pour Slurpees. So wait, are we trying to like hit on her? Or do we not like her? I don't you understand don't like her, this. You, or like you, you like kind of want to hit on her, but like you're so angry that she's not like you. <laughs> <laughs> the Thomas Jefferson story. <laughs> so we were just wreaking havoc on this guy in this class, and like throughout the year, it just got. Worse and worse, and he would show up to school. And he just looked defeated, like he just looked like a broken man. Aww. So uh, the end of the school year comes, we're like, "Yeah, we're the fuck out of here. See a senior, you know, whatever." <laughs> and so we just roll out. So I see my uh, algebra teacher, who really liked me at the grocery store. That was like my high school summer job, you know. She was like, "Weren't you in uh, that uh, fifth period Spanish class?" And I was like, "Yeah." With uh, that teacher, I was like, yeah, yeah, it was him. She's like, yeah, he just quit, and he cited that your class specifically 
taught him that he needs to do something besides education. And he's going to go just, he's done being a teacher. He was out of there. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. But I think it was a good, good thing. thing. Yeah, we, we showed him yeah. that this was not his path in life. Mm-hmm. Now he's like probably happy somewhere because that wasn't going to change. Spanish to like adults who need to learn it and like mm-hmm. want to learn it. Instead of kids who are forced by the state. Yeah, and he was what? such a nice guy. Like, I would love to actually see him again. Like, if that happened, oh, I would just be like, man. hey, dude. Hey, man, sorry, sorry we ripped you one, but yeah. you really opened the door for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you are a good-hearted guy, man. Yeah. I hope it's all working out. Like, I'll never forget the day he brought in Run DMC Rockbox. Yeah. He put it on a record player to try to show us that he was cool. <laughs> and he was like, when I was in high school, you know, I mean... This was amazing to combine rock and rap like this, but we all came together. You know, he put it on, and I think he thought we'd hear it and we'd all want to come together. Yeah. And I guess, you know, oh, American culture and Spanish culture can like overlap. <laughs> Maybe that's what he Thanks wanted. Thanks to Run DMC's rock box is the example. What is that? What is that? Oh no no no! It's before that. It's a great. It's yeah. It's off of what's that album? Hollis. Anyway, I forget I the name of the album, song. but it's uh, an early Run DMC record, and maybe their first one. It's got some awesome and it's guitar. Got this guitar riff on it. You'd like it. It's yeah. good. Yeah, but you wouldn't like it if you were in Spanish class. You'd be like, "This guy's a tool." I'm yeah. like, "Hey, you guys, quit making me listen to this." Nice record, dickhead. Senor Verde. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, it looks like Jessica likes it. Have some more Slurpee. Pesa oh, Quita. So, so, oh, you're so slowly. <laughs> Paradigm shift. Uh, we are out of time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. Federalaudio.com is an artist-friendly podcast collective. Hosted by castmates.fm. Host your own podcast at castmates.fm today. All of our artists reserve the rights to their materials. Your donations directly support your favorite artists, help pay for their show's production, and keep your favorite shows free. Please Be My Girlfriend features the music of David Harris. Visit fairlogio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This outro features the music of the fancy. We are the fancy.net. the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.